Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well-being. If you struggle with anxiety or depression, or are just seeking a higher quality of life, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone. We are back with the Everything is Better Than You Think podcast. And this time I am joined by someone new. Oh, nope. It looks like it's still my brother, Will Johns. Hey, welcome, everyone. Sorry to be such a disappointment to you, Rick. Yes. Well, (laughs) we'll just have to squeeze out another season with the two of us. But nonetheless, maybe we'll have some exciting guests one day in the future. A guy can always dream, can't he? Oh, man. I'm, I'm Will Johns, and I'm sorry to be such a disappointment to you, Rick. But uh, yeah, you're stuck with me for another season. Well, this season, we're going to be talking about pain and pleasure. So we'll just say I'm the pleasure and you're the pain. How about that? <laughs> I think that works. So this season, we're so excited to talk about these two provocative topics and two major parts of everyday life, pain and pleasure. You can't escape them as humans, can we, Will? No, we can't. And this is what was so enlightening to me when I read Anna Lemke's book, Dopamine Nation, uh, which is what we're basing uh, this season on. It It just blew my mind. Like, I began to see how all of the ways those two experiences interact with each other in ways that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's a fascinating read. It's a New York Times bestseller. We recommend it if you're interested in this topic, Dopamine Nation by Anna Lemke, MD, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. And that is the age we're in, isn't it? It really is. And it it reminds me of a story that goes all the way back to a time when I was standing in a very long line and I was bored as I waited in that line. I didn't really have anything to do. And it was probably, now that I look back on my life, it was probably the last time that I did wait in a line where I didn't have anything to do. Hmm. And I want to see, Rick, can you guess what line I was in? What line? <laughs> uh, maybe at the grocery store. I have no idea. Like, how long ago are we talking here? All right. So here's a huge hint, and some of our listeners are going to catch it just on this. The line I was waiting in was on a very particular date. Mm. It was on June 29th, 2007. Mm. Huge clue there. Uh it just just hit me because I also know your story that you were one of the first people to get a thing called the iPhone. Yeah, so I was waiting in line to get the very first iPhone, Generation 1. Uh, now looking back, I wish I had kept it brand new in the box and mm. sold it on eBay today for $60,000, but that's yeah. another story. Why didn't you do that, Will? I uh, did not have the foresight to do that. <laughs> But uh, I paid the nerd tax and bought the iPhone (laughs) for $500, uh, and it was mind-blowing what that first iPhone could do. I looked it up. Uh, It was three and a half inches, the screen, okay, and uh, four uh, four gigs of memory. Oh, all righty, four (laughs) gigs. I guess you weren't taking a ton of pictures with that. 
And uh, I think it was like a, a 2G uh, data. So Yeah, if that. I don't remember the data being good back then. So anyway, I love that thing. And from that point forward, every time I had to stand in line, I could just pull out my iPhone and there was something to do on it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just accelerated from that. And And the reason this story is relevant to our discussion as we get into an overview of of this topic of pain and pleasure is that the smartphone changed everything. Mm -hmm. That single invention has fundamentally changed the way that we deal with pain and pleasure in all of our lives. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that because... I don't use my smartphone at all, so <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Although my screen time may, may say differently. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing to think about, and I, that's what I love about her book and just the, the age of indulgence, as she calls it, that we've, we've come into, and the smartphone is a huge part of that, but we could also say all of technology becoming so integrated into our lives as well as providing that dopamine hit that she's going to talk about in her book. Well, and, and one of the reasons I talked about waiting in line is it used to be painful to wait in line. And, <laughs> and, and being a, a, an extremely impatient person, I will confess that I used to hate waiting in line. I, mm. I was one of those that I would calculate, I would go to the grocery store and calculate which... Uh, person doing the checkout, because remember, we didn't used to have self-checkout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, which person is faster? Right. And, and which old people are going to pay with check or cat, <laughs> or, you know, so that they slow it down. And I'm like calculating, you know, uh -huh. how, do I, how do I find the fastest line? Because it was miserable. But now with a smartphone, I just pull that thing out and boom. Yeah. I distract myself yeah. and the waiting doesn't feel long. So here's the thing, though. Here's the theory. And we're going to get into this throughout the season, so we're just touching it today. Her theory is asking this question, could it be that our lives are actually too easy? Mm. Could mm. it be that they're too easy, mm. and that's what makes us unhappy? It's wow. a weird question to ask. Yeah, Wow. That is a very interesting theory, and I think a thought that no one ever has. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Is my life too easy? That's probably what's wrong with my life. If you have that thought, uh, please write us, because you're uh, on a different level than the rest of us. But once you say it, Will, it does ring very true. I do think part of our unhappiness and part of our, how should we say, our lack of pleasure is because our life is too easy. It's, it's, it's really hard to wrap, wrap our minds around. And, and one of the reasons is it's normal and healthy for all of us. I, I don't know of a single person on the planet that didn't, that wasn't born with the desire to pursue pleasure. Yes. It's just how we're wired, you know, coming out um, into the world. You know, we, we enter the world looking for pleasure and trying to avoid pain. Yeah. Uh, I think of, you know, my own childhood. Very quickly, I realized there were certain interactions that I had with my friends at school that made me really uncomfortable. 
that they were very they were painful interactions if someone was angry at me if someone was criticizing me about something and so i generally try to avoid those types of interactions that was something right off the bat you know it's just a kid it's like oh that's uncomfortable let's try not to go there mm-hmm. oh that guy gets he can really lose his temper i'm going to keep my distance from him sure and so we learn how to avoid pain yeah but then as a kid the the thing that i loved the most was snow skiing mm. i got to go when i was like seven years old i don't know if you remember when we lived in bend oregon yeah um going up to mount bachelor mm-hmm. which is a great resort now so if you love skiing mm-hmm. uh, go check it out but anyway that's where i learned and i loved it from day one mm. it was probably the most fun i had had in my young life and i believed at that moment that if i could be doing nothing but skiing for the rest of my life i would have the best life ever yeah it makes me wonder like why i didn't pursue that but yeah. I <laughs> yeah i don't remember you being a ski instructor so i think you trailed off of your dreams i, there, I, right? I missed that dream and yeah. I, I missed it yeah um but you could see like that's how the young brain works sure did you i'm curious for you rick what was it for you when you were when you were little that you were like if i just could do this all the time i i would just be in heaven I think for me, it was standing in long lines. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I think you're you're an oddball, Will, that you don't like that. No, actually, I think all of us hate the long lines. But as a kid, for me, uh, basketball is the first thing that comes to mind because uh, yes, uh, I just was, I ate, lived, breathed basketball, watched it, got basketball trading cards, played every chance we got on the playground or at home or uh i remember thursday nights we would go to the gym and it was a pickup game every thursday night and that was the highlight of my week uh yes. at one at one year or two of my life i don't remember but i remember riding in the van our little ford aerostar minivan <laughs> to go play basketball and i was thinking to myself today i'm going to try this move and try this shot and i'm going to keep track of how many baskets i make and how many i miss and have my stats i'm going to be like michael jordan or isaiah thomas or something where i could just picture myself playing like a pro in our little uh, gymnasium in our uh, little pickup game yeah with a concrete floor remember that oh, and, yes oof. <laughs> and, and I remember um, some times where we got this, this um, it's about a one foot high stack of gym mats and we put it right in front of the, the rim so we could run and jump off of that and dunk. Yes. And, you know, so like we couldn't actually dunk a ball, but, yeah. but man, we felt like pros when we were jumping off the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yep, those are, and I think we're hardwired. You know, that's the thing that we need to just understand about human nature is we're all hardwired to pursue pleasure. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, you know, pursuing things that make us feel good is human and natural. And Lemke and 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 us in, in this podcast, we're not saying to to let go of that. We're not saying that that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with it. However, what changes everything is how accessible pleasure has become since 2007. 
Yeah, yeah. And and it, because in the old days, you actually had to work hard to do something that that brought pleasure. Yeah. Now it's a millisecond away. Yeah. And one tap on your phone. And our phones and the logarithms, if if you're not aware, they're all designed. Everything in social media is designed to get you to click. Yes. Everything's designed to get you to click. And so you just can get caught in that rabbit hole. And I'm sure all of us have had that experience. Just it's so easy. Oh, let's see the next thing. Oh, let's see the next thing. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's weird. Oh, I want to watch that video. So I, I want to go back to your childhood story, Rick, about basketball. And and here's the thing about basketball that made it a healthy pleasure that wasn't really truly addictive. And that is, it also involves some pain. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just something you could do with no effort. Yes. Uh, you're talking about the Thursday gym night. You know, you had to get all your clothes together, you know, put your basketball shoes on, find your basketball, get in the van, drive there, you know, warm up a little bit. Then there's the pain of the exercise itself. Yeah. You know, around. you're running as hard as you can. Exhausted. If you ate too much, you feel like you're about to throw up. <laughs> yes, been there. You're you're thirsty, you're exhausted, you're sweating. There was yep. no air conditioning in that gym. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... You fall to the cement ground. You feel that really well. <laughs> there's bigger guys who are bumping you, hitting you, slapping you. And and so here's here's the thing why that worked in a, in a really healthy way is that what Lemke found out, Dr. Lemke found out that our brain is like a teeter-totter hmm. and it balances between pain and pleasure. But before we take that metaphor uh, further, Rick, do you even know what a teeter-totter is or do you remember what that yes, is? Yes, yes. We did have a teeter-totter at that same school, the playground and uh, unfortunately, we also developed a fun game where we would bait someone into getting on the other side of the <laughs> teeter-totter, and then when they least expected it, jump off so they slammed to the ground because there was no weight on the other side. <laughs> it was a very common game, and we'd all kind of get on there and play. It was kind of like Russian roulette because you didn't know who was going to jump off first. You, you didn't know who was going to do that to you yeah, until yeah. it happened. Um, and, and for those of you, I don't even know if they have them in playgrounds anymore, no, do they? I'm pretty sure I the think, lawsuits took care of that. Yeah, yeah, I think they took them out. So it, so there might be some listeners that don't even know what it is. Um, what, what does it look like, Rick? Can you describe it? It's nothing more than just a big, long board, and you sit at each end, and it's got a fulcrum in the middle that it sits up a foot or two off the ground. So you just, one person pushes up and the other person goes down and then the other person pushes up and the other person goes like, down. I remember the one at our school, I think the fulcrum was about three feet off the ground, which means you could get about five mm-hmm. feet in the air. Yeah. And, and here is the two levels of danger. One is the one you just talked about. So someone could go all the way down and you're up in the air. And then if they jumped off, you slammed down so hard. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is somebody... When you're trying to get on it, if the person across from you jumped on a little quick, that board would come up right in the chin, <laughs> mm. just wham. Yeah. And and so you had to be super careful yeah. <laughs> getting on. <laughs> yeah. And 
And if you had friends like ours, it was always a dangerous. I mean, it was it was really the pain and pleasure paradigm uh, for for us at uh, age uh, was, say eleven. It was literal pain and pleasure. Yeah, um, every time. But what Lemke is actually talking about is if you envision your brain as as having a side that pleasure pushes down on, and a side that pain pushes down on. Your brain wants those two to balance. Mm. So essentially, if you had two people that were the same weight sit on each side of the teeter-totter, they would both just be sitting there level. Yeah. And then one would have to like push with their legs to push up, to push the other person down, and to get it going back and forth. And our brain wants that balance. It's mm-hmm. looking for equilibrium. Yeah. And if we push that pleasure button too many times, we can overload the pleasure side, much like someone putting too much weight on the seesaw on one side, and then the brain wants to balance it, so then it floods us with pain, which can be felt as anxiety or maybe depression. And it's funny, once you start to see this, like I was really surprised to hear this from her, but once I've heard it, I see it. Like the brain really does this to you. It mm. follows a lot of pleasure with pain. It just likes to do that. Yeah. And I think this was the aha moment for me. The first one, you know, in her book is when we realize there's a balance there, um, then it, it explains a lot of the letdown that we feel when we kind of overdo it. Yeah. And, and it's so easy to overdo it. And it's human nature when we're feeling pleasure to just want to keep pushing the button so we feel more. Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't? But there's a, there's a need for balance because when we overdo it, we push the pleasure side down so much that the brain says, wait, I'm out of balance. Yeah. And it starts pushing the pain side down. And that's where the anxiety and depression come in. And if those words are sounding familiar, it's because there's an epidemic of anxiety and depression in, guess which countries? Mm. The most developed countries in the world. Yep. Most it's athlete. not happening in countries mm. that don't have the abundance that mm. we have, like here in, in the U.S. And that's her title, Dopamine Nation. Yes. Because <laughs> that's there what you we... Go. We have become. So what's interesting is she suggests that the actual solution to having a better sense of well-being and feeling happier and more content is that we should not seek the pleasure because that's already readily happening in many different ways in our uh, affluent society, but seeking pain seeking something that takes a little challenge, a little effort, a little work, something that's not a quick fix. And, and this is the opposite of what we would expect. Yeah. And so when, when we're not feeling good, we think, oh man, I think I'm going through too much. I need to hit the pleasure button more. Mm. That's our automatic reaction. But what she's saying is we should push the pain bl- button more Mm. to to rebalance our brains more intentionally, but also be very careful to not go over, not to overdo it with the yeah. pleasure button. 
That reminds me, Will, and this may be a bad joke, reminds me of a meme I saw the other day, and many of you remember the show The Price is Right with Bob Barker, again, going back to our childhood. And in that show, in order to get on the showcase showdown where you could win the biggest prizes, you would spin this big wheel. Uh, Remember yes, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. your goal was to try to get as close to a dollar as possible without going over. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you had two spins. So if you didn't get close on the first spin, you could spin again and hopefully not go over. Like, it, like if you got 70 cents on the first one, you could try for 30 cents. But if you got 40, you're out. Yeah, you're out because yeah. you went over. Yeah. And I saw a meme this week because Bob Barker unfortunately recently passed away and someone said, wow, is it just me or did Bob Barker get as close to 100 without going over as as possible? <laughs> Which is true because he died at 99. So it's like he's in the showcase showdown of heaven, I guess. Uh, he won. He won the showcase showdown. He, he is going to the showcase showdown. <laughs> but to our point... The point of pleasure is if you overdo it, if you go over that line, you're actually hurting the pleasure. You're, you're reducing your own pleasure and yes. you're actually bringing in more pain. And, you know, Will, I just can't help but think of someone who had a rough day um, and is trying to like medicate themselves and they get out the ice cream and they turn on Netflix and it's like all this, they're trying more and more to get pleasure, but it's just not happening. They're feeling terrible. They're feeling crappy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so easy. And that's where um, Dr. Lemke's research is so fascinating because she specializes in working with people with severe addictions. Mm. And, and so what she found is when we overdo it, we develop what they call tolerance, yeah. Essentially, the pleasure starts to lose. It, it diminishes over time because we overdo it. Yeah. And I remember a story in her book, uh, a guy who was got into sports betting and mm. he started as an athlete and growing up like you and I, he loved playing basketball. He was a standout in high school and he just lived for basketball, for the thrill of the game. And then he went to college. He still got to play there, but he was pre-med. And he always knew his life was going to be as a professional doctor. So when he gets into med school, his career in sports is over. And he has to dedicate himself full-time to studying. And, you know, med school's no joke. But he misses that adrenaline rush from sports. Well, where does he find it? In all these easy apps where you can bet on sports and he starts betting on sports. And before you know it, he's betting every day. He's using every break at the hospital to check his bets. And he's spent all of his money that his parents gave him to pay for med school. He's lost it all in mm. betting. And then now he's so mm. mortified. He decides I better take out a loan and you know what? I could win that money back uh, by no. betting. No, no, no. So he takes out a huge loan, tries to win it all back, but you know the story how it's going to go. He loses all that money too. And it's at that point that he comes to see Dr. Lemke, now realizing after you know losing hundreds of thousands of dollars that he has a problem. He has a real addiction. Yeah, and what... What Dr. Lemke realized in treating the pattern of addiction in these extreme cases is that that pattern presents itself in every 
everybody's lives. Mm. Like we're all addicted, maybe not at the same extreme level, sure, but we're all addicted to something to some level. And yeah. that's that's what causes this pain pleasure imbalance. We've gotten to the point where we kind of addictively overdo it with certain things. Yeah. And then we develop we develop tolerance where it just it it produces less and less and less pleasure. And pretty soon we keep doing it even when it doesn't provide any pleasure. Yeah. And that's when we're well on our way to kind of a very negative addictive cycle. Yeah. So essentially, the less pain it takes to push the button, the more pleasure received by pushing the button, the more addictive it becomes. Yes. So when you're avoiding pain, getting big doses of pleasure, it's very easy to get caught in that cycle, which we would call eventually addiction. Yeah. And what happens there is we lose our choice. We lose our ability to just choose what we want to do with our time. We, we find ourselves just habitually doing certain things that we know, you know, aren't best for us. And there, there's so many examples we can use, you know, for that. Um, you know, eating is, is a huge one. I'll, I'll, I'll confess uh, some of my own uh, eating addictions. So I recently discovered Costco. I know a lot of you have been shopping there for like 20 years, so good for you. But uh, I just started, and man, some of the snacks they have are just fantastic. I love them. And you get such large and quantities. it's such a huge bag. And, you know, I love dark chocolate. So recently I uh, got a bag of dark chocolates, and they're small. Like, it's the right size. Okay. But I got to the point where... I felt like I had to have one after every meal. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I kind of lost pleasure in eating that. You know, it's like, ah, you know, I keep eating this thing. It's great. But I overdid it. Yeah. It was it was too much of a good thing. Yeah. And and that's the modern world. You know, yeah. it's like everything yeah. is so accessible. Yeah. That it's super, super easy to overdo it. Wow. How do we find a way out of this pleasure trap? Well, Rick, that's what the rest of the season is really going to be all about. And, and the short answer is this. We pay the pain up front. I don't like that answer. <laughs> Give me a different answer. Can we do multiple choice? That does not sound like a good answer to me. Um, so, so bear with me. We'll, we'll hopefully convince you by the end of the season that that's, um, that's a good way to go. Okay. But... To use a financial analogy, you know I love talking about money. Mm -hmm. um, it's like saving up cash to pay for a car so that you have no car payment. Okay. So you just, you think about, or let, let's use another example, saving up cash to pay for a vacation. Okay. Here's the thing. If you put a vacation, let's say you put a $5,000 vacation on your credit card, but you're not quite sure how you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You may have a truly fun time on the vacation itself, but you also may have the guilt and the the worry about that money and how you're going to pay for it hanging over you yeah. during the whole trip. Yeah. If you save up and pay cash for that and you know you can afford it, you can enjoy it without any cloud hanging yeah. over it. Yeah. When it's over, if it's on the credit card, you're going to have ongoing stress about how you're going to pay for that. Yeah. 
as you lose 20% interest every month. Yep. And so the pain is going to be long term until you're able to pay that off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, you know, with if we choose activities where there's some pain up front mm. or pain involved in the pleasure, then we're more likely to to have long-term positive effect. Yeah. Uh, for the activity. So if someone's listening to this podcast, they might say, well, are you suggesting that we just live miserable lives, that we seek out the pain <laughs> and we just make our lives full of pain in the name of, quote, being happy? Because that doesn't make sense. No, you know, and certainly that's not what Dr. Lemke is suggesting either. What she's suggesting is that we find the optimal balance so that we can achieve the highest level of well-being that's possible. And what happens is when we overdo the pain, I mean, we overdo the pleasure, we end up with extra pain that we didn't intend. Yeah. And so she's helping us find the balance so that we can find the most enjoyable way uh, of, of living life possible. And I think once you sit down and kind of observe how life works, the pain and pleasure are always mixed. It's mm -hmm. part of the balance of nature, of life, of almost anything worth doing, worth pursuing, any pleasure worth having. It requires some pain, some effort. Even the vacation you used, you know, you have to plan it. <laughs> you have yes. to make some preparations. I know some people have this fantasy I've heard just go to the airport and buy a ticket and go somewhere. And <laughs> I mean, it sounds great, but I'm pretty sure uh, that's going to be some other levels of stress that yes. Uh, yes. you try to avoid some pain and you get other pain. So I think she's on to something about just how life works. Yeah, and we go all the way back to to the one of the pleasures of your childhood, playing basketball. You could see that the pain is inherent within mm -hmm. the sport itself you know, the exercise, the effort, uh, the fact that you may miss the shot when you take it, which mm -hmm. is painful, you mm -hmm. know, um, and and someone may bump into you and you feel physical pain. And, and you know, there's all, there's, there's a lot of pain there. Yeah. But the joy that you feel, you know, in the process and afterwards, your, your, your brain stays within balance yeah. through that. And so the joy is long lasting. It's only when we way overdo it that we lose that long-lasting joy and we essentially set ourselves up for a big swing back yeah. into pain. And so Lemke is trying to help us to avoid those kind of emotional swings and to find that balance as we move forward. Well, Will, I see that our time is up for this episode, but we've covered a good introduction to this subject of pain and pleasure. And tell us what we're going to be looking at in our next episode. So next week, we're going to take a deeper dive into how the natural pursuit of pleasure can unintentionally lead us to pain. Mm. And we're going, to, we're going to go in deeper to her research and to her case studies of how that works in the brain. Wow, sounds very interesting. Hope that you will stay with us in this series. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Dr. Rick Johns with my brother, Dr. Will Johns. 
You've been listening to Everything is Better Than You Think podcast. We look forward to being with you again next time.